Aleph, a sacrificial attitude, Zirut Kehektesh, which we'll talk about. Uh, and this idea of a sacrificial attitude is something that, that, that I've been dealing with in, in, in a wider sense, and it gives me a great understanding of, in, of Nazirus, and particularly we'll see in, in today's sugyas. So the, uh, a, a client of mine, for example, said, uh, in the year ahead, it's going to be a difficult year in his business, he needs people who are willing to give 100, 110% of their energy. He said, I don't need them to give 110%. I need them to be willing to give 110%. And that's similar to something that a very famous football coach by the name of Wayne Smith in the, back in the 60s, but he was an incredibly successful coach and um, has, has written important ideas on how to create a team that, that wins. It's, uh, the, these, these coaches, there's a lot of chokhmah in, in, in some of the world views of, of many of these coaches. Uh, and Wayne Smith is one of them. And he talks about hiring people who have a, an attitude of selflessness and a sacrificial attitude. And that's the essence of the tension at the moment between employers and employees. And I'm not making a judgment about it. Employees are saying after COVID they learned, I have a life outside of work. Uh, and I want to work at home, and I want to work four days a week, and I want my salary to be double what it is. Uh, and we're seeing a backlash now, certainly in the technology area of, of, of companies, CEOs saying in that case, you know what, go and work for someone else. And, and so three or four companies alone have, have fired more than 50,000 people in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and there are views that it's not really because they can't afford the people or because they don't need the people. It's really to make a point. If you want to Balance your lifestyle with your work. Do that on somebody else's cheshman, not on mine. Uh, and that's an interesting debate, and I'm not making a judgment with a work-life balance. And uh, but, but there is big business, successful businesses, not just big ones, are not built without mysterious nefesh. And the idea of mysterious nefesh, and again, whether mysterious nefesh is for your work or for your business or for your family, or, but the idea of mysterious nefesh, and mysterious nefesh doesn't mean you give your life for it. It means a sacrificial attitude. Those words of Wayne Smith, that, that's, that's what mysterious nefesh means, a sacrificial attitude. Uh, and certainly if people are going to be responsible in, a, in building a business or building an institution or building a shul, or build, it needs mysterious nefesh. It needs a willingness to make sacrifice. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, real, this is a, not even the first shul that you've been involved in, in building. It takes willingness to sacrifice? It, that's what it, it takes some serious nefesh. Um, even for our, for our shir every day, a willingness to sacrifice, to come in this kind of weather at this time, of the, it needs a willingness to sacrifice, otherwise it doesn't happen. The first time it's inconvenient, one drops out. Um, and so this sacrificial attitude becomes important, and that's why I've put in the title here. Human sacrifice is a virtue. We do have an idea of human sacrifice. We see that with Avraham Avinu. When Hashem says, bring, bring Yitzchak as a, as a sacrifice, he's not messing with him and then changing his mind. He really means it. I need an attitude of sacrificiality. And then he, the Ramesh says, Now I know, you're, you're, because you were willing to do it. It doesn't matter whether you, you do it or not. Obviously, we're tested at times to see whether we actually do it. There are times when we have to. But, but when it comes to human sacrifice, there is such a thing. It's just a willingness to sacrifice. That's what mysterious nefesh is. I'm willing to sacrifice my life for this. Does that mean literally I'm willing to kill myself over it? No, it doesn't mean that. But there's still an idea of a sacrificial attitude. So with that, let's understand the, the sugya. And it starts with 
the posuk in in Pashas Naso, the posuk that we're dealing with all the time. During the time of Nazirus and Nazir can't shave his head. Until the period of Nazirus is over. He will be Kodesh. Those are the key words. What does that mean? He will be Kodesh. So we have a, a, a beautiful Mishnah and a piece of Gemara. I wish we had time to, to go through the whole Omud the whole because it's so incredibly beautiful. But it revolves around the Machlekes Beis Shama and Beis Hillel in the Mishnah where a man says, Haredi Nazir min to min I'm a Nazir from figs. What's a Nazir from figs? A Nazir is from grapes. What, there's, a, there's a contradiction in terms. Beis Shama mim Nazir. Beis Shama says he's a Nazir. Beis Hillel remain a Nazir and Beis Hillel says he isn't. So the Gemara goes into to an analysis. But Shemarim Nosef, am I? Why? Why is he a Nosef? Mikolashi Yasemi Gefen Ayayin Omer Rachmon. He's making himself a Nosef from from figs. That's nonsense. But Shemarim Sova like Rabbi Meidama Enadamiti Dvarav Levatola. You've got to take everything a person says seriously. And if he says I'm a Nosef, he means I'm a Nosef. Listen to the last thing he says. Interpret his statement through the last thing he said. He says he doesn't want to have figs, so maybe he's got a neder on figs. What is he actually saying? If you break this up into two phrases, he's saying, again, we're getting back into narrative as opposed to information. He's not just giving us information. There's a narrative. He's saying, actually not. Uh, enough, I'll, I won't have figs. That's, an, that's enough. I won't have dates. That's enough. That's what he's saying. He's changing his mind. What about says, the moment the words come out of his mind, done, you're a nausea. And we've got to look at some, can't a person be with everything within three seconds? You can, you can retract. Why can't you retract your Naziris? When he's coming to, to when he says, hmm, only from figs and dates. Yes, he's trying to undo the Ned, the Naziris he's just made. And Bechamai says an interesting idea. In Hektish, there's no She'ela. You can't go to a Chochem and say, I gave this. Uh, I gave my car to the Beis Hamikdash. I set aside this sheep for a korban, but I want to be shoel. I want to. I want to go back on my neder. Even though we've learned that there's a lot of similarity between Nadorim and Hektish, and we learn the whole principle of being able to make something also with the neder, we learn that from Hektish that Hashem gave us that capacity. But there's a difference with Hektish. You can't undo what you've said, even talk to the Says the Gemara, and if there's no she'ela with hektish, there's no she'ela with nazirus, and that's what we're going to focus on. It explains Tosfos that when he comes and he says on uh, it's figs and dates, it's literally he wants to she'ela, he wants to undo his neder. Doesn't really mean is it's coming to a chochem to undo his neder. It's an idea of a heavy neder ta'ut of tell the whole idea of going to a chochem and getting your neder undone according to our tosfos, different from a rosh that we had in Nadorim, uh, in in the uh, sixth parakel of Nadorim. But the uh, tosfos here holds that when the chochem is undoing, he's discovering the mistake. It wasn't really my intention. Had I known this, I wouldn't have made the neder. So it's it's discovering a mistake in the intention. Uh, but 
Because Nazirut is like hektish dichtiv kadosh yeye gadel pera. That kadosh yeye, that's what it means. Torah learns that that kadosh yeye means the nazir is kadosh like hektish. That's an unbelievable idea. That means the nazir becomes a korban. That's where we that's where we come into this idea of sacrificiality. And nazir is the way within halacha that you can give yourself as a sacrifice. You make yourself kadosh. So much so you make yourself Kurdish that, that is, you're making yourself Kurdish within an Azir because Masechta Nazir is interesting. Does it belong in Kodshim or does it belong in uh, next to the Dorim? So in our Shas, we've got Naziris after the Dorim part of Noshim. So Naziris is learned because, as we said in, in the first year we had together on, on Nazir, we said this is a, a Nadir as well. Nazir is a Nadir as well. But here we see it's a different kind of a Nadir. It's a Nadir like essential Hektish, not, an, a, not a, uh, an evolved nadir, like, like in the cases of Nadorim. And that's why yesterday, for example, we learned a, a Rabdovid Soloveitchik. Um, and, and in Brisk, they learned Kodshim. But the, they learned Nazir as part of Kodshim. Because there's so much of Nazir is about the korbonus that you have to bring. Uh, you have to bring a chatos, you have to bring an oilo, you have to bring a shlomim, that's all part of Nazirus. So you can't separate Nazirus from Kodshim. And yes, also Nazirus is, is Nidorim. So this Masechta of, of Nazir bridges Noshim, the concept of Nidorim, and Kodshim. But the concept of Kodshim is not just that you've got to bring these korbanas and oilo and achatos and shlomim. That's not the only aspect of, of Kodshim. The aspect of Kodshim is you become a korban. Kodesh Yeye, you are Kodesh. That's what a, that's what a Nazir is. And that's why the Rambam brings La Haloche, the Veshochet Achatat Chila, that you got a Shechet Achatos, and then the Oilo, and then the Shlomim, Vachakach Megaleach. And what do you do with the hair that you Megaleach, with the hair that you shave off? Vachakach Mashlichol Eish Tachadud Shlomim. You throw the hair into the fire under the pot where Shlomim are cooked. Shlomim are the, the korbonus which you can eat, and they're cooked in the Beis Hamikdash, um, m- many of them, and there's a special urn with a fire under it where, the, the way these, this took place. So your hair goes into the Avoidas Beis Hamikdash and fuels the fire, not the fire on the Mizbech, but the fire under the dud of Shlomim is what is done with the hair. So the hair is almost that sense of, yes, I'm not going to put myself into the fire, that we're not allowed to do, but I'm going to go as far as I can which is to take my hair and at least put that into the fire. That's part of the coaching, because I am Kodush. For the period of time that I'm a Nazir, I'm a Korban. That's what, that's what, I, what I really am. The um, Rav Shimon Shkop has a beautiful, has a wonderful Rav Shimon Shkop, the whole of Perich of Beis uh, in, in Shire Yosho. Uh, we've talked, talked about Rav Shimon Shkop so, so often. Um, and Reb Shimon Shkop explains in the process of going through the sugya and other related sugyas that, that we have a principle of What is the difference between Hektish and Nidorim? Why can you not go back on Hektish whereas you can on Nidorim? And he explains that if you've got a Dibur, if you've said something, and Tokhadeh Dibur, within three or four seconds, you say something to contradict what you said before, we put the Diburim together and we interpret them. And we say the second statement undoes the first statement. But in Kodshim explains, Reb Shimon, when you, when you say, give something to Hekdesh, Amirato legavor kemsirato lehekdesh, lehedjit, the Gemara says, merely saying this is going to be Hekdesh is equivalent to handing something over in the human transactions. So if I say to you, I'm going to give you a gift, or I'm going to sell you my house, 
And if within Tokyo, they debuted, I said, no, forget that. I'm not going to. Okay, so I withdrew from it. No problem. I said something. and I did. If I've given it over to you and we've written a Kenyan and we've made a Kenyan, then I can't come back on it. That's what a Kenyan is. The Chidush with Hektish is saying is the Kenyan. That the moment you say it, it's done. And that, and the Gemara explains the reason is because La Shem Ha'aretz Tevelim Loya, the Rebbeinu owns the whole world already. So once you say it's his, it's his. It's in his chatzer, so to say. It's not. You don't have to do anything anymore. It, it's the Rebbeinu gives you a right to use things, but the moment you abandon that right and say Rebbeinu this is for you, that's done. It's his, and you can't you can't undo that. And therefore, because the behektish kam kodim chalot, even before the hektish is acted upon, chashuv kamaseh, it's considered an action. Veloka dibur, and it's no longer dibur. Nedorim is a dibur. When you make a neder in hilchus nedorim and mesechta nedorim that we just finished, that's all about diburim. How to interpret statement and narrative and comment. But hektish is, is not a dibur. Hektish is not a statement. Hektish is an action. Veloati diburim evatel maiseh. So now you, you want to say something afterwards to undo your action. Speech can't undo an action. Speech can undo speech. You can say, I say something and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Okay, so you didn't mean it, that's gone. But when you've done something, you can't just say sorry. Uh, sorry, it's okay, fine, but it's done. You can't undo the action. And hektish is kemesir legava, it's kemesir lehedius. When you say hektish, it's not just saying, it's done. And that's why by hektish, retracting within Tokhede Dibur isn't going to work. And that's why the nausea, Beishamai considers the nausea as fully hektish. When a person says, Areni nausea, he can say what he wants afterwards. But at that moment, he's given himself to the Bereshalem. And now he's just Dibur, he's got speech that's going to try and retract what he's just done, not what he's just said, but what he's just done. What he's done is he's given himself to the Rabbi Nishloh. And although we don't have Vilchus Nazirus that much to, to, today, uh, although, as you know, there have been Nazirim in modern times, but, but what's important is to learn the, the, the principle out of it, that there is this concept of sacrificiality, of being able to sacrifice oneself. And when one is Moser Nefesh, which is a willingness to do that, we, the, even with Avrom Avinu, there's never been a case, Chas Vashon, where we've killed somebody except for the things for which we have to give our lives. The three, the three things for which we have to give our lives, that's real mysterious nefesh. And the, the thousands and thousands, millions of people who have given their lives as, as korbonas. When the, um, the, the Kovnerov, I think I've spoken to you about it before, um, writes when he, a letter to his daughter who used to live in Tel Aviv, um, and my father saw that letter and, and talked to the daughter. He wrote, they had arranged a visa for him to get out of Kovna before the war. And he said, I can't because I'm, I'm just not well enough. I'm ill. Uh, I can't. But don't think I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be a terrible distraction. The question is, are we being destroyed because we're Roshoyim? Or are we the Korbonis? For, and how will we know? And he writes an amazing thing in the letter. We will know by what happens after the war. If after the war nothing happens, everything's the same as before, pogroms and anti-Semitism, then we, this was an onus, this was a punishment. But if there's a change in the status of the Jewish people after the war, we were the korbonists. Um, and, and we made that happen. And he writes with that such clarity before the, before the war, the, um, or the early stages of the war. 
There is such a thing as, as human sacrifice. There is such a thing as a korban. There is such a thing as mishiras nefesh. But, and, and even a nozer is coming close to that, where the nozer makes himself hectish and then burns his hair in the base of mikdash. That's as, as close as he comes. And it's something that we should all be aware of, that the, the quality of person who has sacrificiality, a willingness to be mishiras nefesh, is completely different from one who doesn't. And in, in business, you want to hire somebody who has a sacrificial attitude. It's a completely different, a qualitative different uh, employee from one who doesn't have that. And he should be paid differently. And he should be rewarded differently and respected differently. It's a completely different quality. Not everybody wants that. Some people want a job. And, and I, I'm not, I'm, I sacrifice for other things, not for my work. And that's fine. That's every person's decision. But we should all have something we're willing to be most selfish for. And that's something we need to question ourselves. What are the things I'm willing to really be most selfish for? And Azirus is giving up comforts. And that's what Mysterious Nefesh is. What am I willing to give up comforts for? I want to learn, that's fine. I want to dive in every day, that's fine. I want to keep cautious, that's fine. But how much sacrifice of comfort am I willing to do if things get, if things get tough? That's the question we need to ask ourselves because that is what makes the Kodesh Tiyya, that's what makes a human being a Kodesh. Not necessarily when he is Moshe Nefesh, but when he's willing to be Moshe Nefesh for Hashem and for Torah of our faith.